You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Fearless Business Podcast, sharing with you the business behind running a business. We're your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Mary Clavier. Each week, we'll be bringing you great guests, insights from our experiences, and a behind-the-scenes look at all the topics you may be afraid to tackle in your business, but shouldn't be. So sit back, get comfy, and let's get started. Welcome to episode 112 of the Fearless Business Podcast. This is Jamie, and I'm here with my co-host, Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi. I miss you, Mary. It's I miss you, too. <laughs> Even though we recorded earlier this week and I got to see you on Skype, it's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. You know, I, I, I sent a message or I did a post. Or I, I was just like, I just miss life. Like, yeah. that was it. Like. It's not the same. Like you see people through the computer, fine, but it's not the same. I saw like an acquaint, like a friend. She's a friend, and we, you know, we have dinner every couple months. She's just a local friend. We don't talk regularly though. But I was taking a walk, and I saw her jogging with her kids, and I was like, ah, from afar, <laughs> like I felt like one of those Muppets, like when Kerpin gets excited, um, yeah. <laughs> because I just saw another human that I recognized. I it was yeah, it that was crazy. you knew, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I know because um, it's creepy. When I walk around, I like if I go for a walk by myself, I like try to avoid people so much that I'm like, Ugh, you know, yeah, it's true. Well, today we have a really awesome guest that I love. She parlays into what we were talking about last week with Ashley. But now we have some really incredible video tips, which I mean, everybody needs video. T- I mean, we needed video tips before this all started. But now we're all on video so much. She, we talk about her name is Patricia Calacani. It's for me to start. She is like a video maven. Um, And we talk in the interview all about like, how to get started, what equipment to use, how to figure out, you know, where you should sit and the best way to do it. She even gives some cool tips about zoom like how to you know be on like a zoom call or a meeting maybe not you're not even recording it but just if you have to show up to like a formal uh meeting if you're at work or something so they're great tips but the one thing that (laughs) made me laugh really really hard was like my inability to find a good background in my apartment yeah well i i mean i say i think when i start every call i'm like i know i look like i'm in a dungeon because it's like I'm in the corner of my room, like there, the lighting is awful. Like, and I, I have one of those ring lights, but you know, depending on the call, like I don't always get it out and set it up and everything. And I just feel like 
but when I think about it, I'm like, well, what are my other options? Like I can't be in front of a window. I don't want to be in front of my bathroom door or like, I don't know, on my bed, you know, like it's so, and this is the quietest place for me to be. So I'm, I feel limited. Yes. That's that's how I feel. So I, I basically have to record in one of two rooms even if everybody left my apartment and I recorded in the middle, which actually has the nicest background, like it has a really cool painted wall and there's nice pictures. Don tells me it echoes, which he's right because I'm in a big, I'm in an apartment that has no carpeting. And so there's echoes everywhere, right? So then if I move into one of the rooms with doors that close, I have a very limited spot um, where my desk is. Or I can go into the third room, which looks like what you're talking about because I have black walls in that room. And <laughs> really looks like I'm in jail. <laughs> and the picture that's behind me on the one wall where I sit, I have to take it down because it's like reflective if I put the light up. So it's literally like I'm surrounded by black walls. <laughs> so there's no good, an- there's no good answer. And if I like want to sit with like the window with the window, the window faces the bed. So you just be looking at my bed. And even if it's made, it's still my bed. Yeah, that feels weird. Yeah. We I usually video in the middle in the middle of my apartment too, like in the living room, because there's a lot of light on the side, but I can have like a background with either like nice paint. It doesn't look like a dungeon or like a mirror. I have some other accents, but in here, but I, you know, can't do that now because <laughs> there are too many people in my house. Right. Exactly. Like I, I have been able to video in that living room when nobody's here and just torture Dawn with the sound a little bit, but I'm going to try. I, I'm, I went to my office for the first time this week. So I'm actually um, going to try to go there a little more because it looked like I was able to go, which is kind of exciting. I was wondering if you, yeah, if you went at all, because that's great to have like another space. I would just go there and hide out all day. Can you do that? That's well, I've thought about that. See you later. (laughs) Yeah, I've thought about it. It's been challenging the way I've set up my schedule to like sneak. I mean, even though it's only like three blocks away, but I'm going to make more of an effort because it was just I brought the kids actually for like a morning. It was just good to like have a change in scenery. Nobody's really in the built like it's my own office. There's nobody it's not shared. The building itself, we don't we took, you know, we, we take the stairs and nobody's really there. The half the floor is a daycare center. So they're not there. And there's one or two other random people, but we just make sure we're not close to them. And it's been it was okay. So yeah, the fact that you have your own space, like your own office there, I think it's fine. I mean, if we ever leave our house, yeah, we have a shared elevator, shared stairs or whatever, we just stay away from people. But then when you can go into your own space, it's fine. Yeah. So she gave some really good video tips, which was awesome. They were really helpful. Just because you can use them now. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I actually yes, my YouTube channel. I actually just ordered the lights she said to order. So I was really excited about that because she suggested like a, a light box, I think it's called. Um, and she suggested a specific one. So she gives like specific product recommendations, which is super helpful. So it's really good. It's good. I, I like all the takeaways. Um, and she definitely knows what she's talking about. Everyone go follow Jamie on her YouTube channel. So then you can say if she's doing video correctly or not. Oh, yeah. No, I'll take we'll video. just give you hearts. I'll it's take okay. feedback. I'll take any and all feedback. Always welcome. Please make it constructive. Hearts are nice too. Yeah, hearts. I I say after I said it, I'm like, well, now I'm just setting her up for everyone to go. I've already had a couple creepers where my, uh, yeah, yeah. A couple of beautiful face and eyes. Yeah. It's not cool. No way. I know. It's not good. I know my, my social media manager was like, um, you okay if I delete this? And I was like, oh God, yes, please. 
One guy's like, I got a great case. Wink, wink, nod, nod. I'm like, ooh, not cool. Let's be, let's not be creepy people. Let's be cool. I, I'm not talking to those people at all. No. No. Yuck. Just our friends. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So let me tell everybody a little bit more about Patricia, um, and then we'll get on to the interview. Emmy Award winner Patricia Calacani has helped companies double and even triple their revenue with video. She has 15 years of experience traveling the world as a documentary filmmaker, creating story-driven promo videos to help companies make more money and producing a national television series. Known for her fun and simple teaching techniques, she's now helping entrepreneurs create lucrative videos for high impact, more money, and reminding clients that not having to always have a CTA after your video. And now on to the interview. I am very excited to be joined today by Patricia Calacani. Patricia, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so good to be here. You are talking about a topic today that is both amazing and the bane of my existence. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> so why don't you tell everyone who you are and what you are an expert in? I'm a filmmaker and a video marketer. Yeah, video. That's that's, that's pretty much my my area of expertise. And I, I love it, especially now. Social distancing can't get in the way of that. So I'm thankful for that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, um, everybody needs you right now. So I want to dive right into it. I know your expertise is video um, and that you love to talk about tips on making better video. I really want to start there. I know you have a wealth of knowledge, but I feel like we need to dive in first. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see people make when they like dive right into video? I know I'm about to check all of these off my list. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, if you dive right into video, like high five, because you have like the confidence to just go for it. And I love it. Um, but yeah, the biggest mistake though that I see is it has to do with a few things. One is lighting. So that's like the key in actually looking good on video. It's all about having great lighting and you can, you can really start for free by using the natural sunlight, which is awesome. And then another mistake too is audio. And that is like, it's totally fine to use just your phone microphone, like the internal microphone, as long as you're in a quiet place and as long as you're close enough to your phone. But if not, like external microphones and regardless to external microphones will just sound better. Another thing is eye contact. When we're on video, our goal is to make the person watching that video feel like they're right there with us in real life. And one thing that will take that away, like take that feeling away quickly is when we don't look at the camera lens because that camera lens is like us looking at the viewer's eyes, like looking at that person's eyes. Like in real life, we always look and talk at people, you know, looking at their eyes. And so when we look at ourselves, like if we're in selfie mode or if we're looking at our notes or something like that, which is totally fine. A once in a while glance at your notes, as long as you explain that's what you're doing. But yeah, so that's like a big mistake is just um, not having eye contact with your viewer. Um, and also, too, um, you know, we we definitely need to form 
a plan, like, like, like ask yourself the question, okay, what is my goal with this video? What do I want to try to accomplish with this video? And, um, and then have a call to action at the end to meet that goal that you have. Um, whether it's to grow your email list, whether it's just, whether it's just to give value and make people cared for, you know, uh, like a, um, during a crisis, that type of a thing, it's always nice to do that as well. So in a nutshell, those are, those are some of the, the mistakes that, uh, common mistakes that people make. <laughs> These are great. I want to dive into each one because I feel like people have lots of questions. I love that you started with lighting. Lighting both intimidates me. It confuses me. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with it. So let's say you don't have natural sunlight. Um, I live in an apartment. Sometimes there's natural sunlight. Sometimes there's not. What's the next best thing? How do you create better lighting? Buy a light. And nowadays, it's so easy because they're so inexpensive. Like back in the day when I first started in this whole video industry, it was like the early 2000s. And kid you not, like lights cost like a couple thousand dollars for a decent light. Now you can actually look great by spending like $30. You can use, for example, a ring light. I I actually prefer, and I mean, I'm biased from the filmmaking background, but I actually prefer um, soft boxes. I, um, I think they look, they just look great. They're, you can also um, light different, like light in different ways and stuff like that. But anyways, to start with a ring light or a, a softbox kit and those, it can get fairly inexpensively. Like there's like a light kit that comes with two soft boxes and a stand. So you can get one for like 70 bucks, which is really good for two lights. And then of course, ring lights you can get for, um, I would say probably about a hundred you, when it comes to ring lights or when it comes to lighting in general, the main thing to remember is that the bigger the light source, so if you're using like a ring light, the bigger the ring light, the circumference of that ring light, then the more flattering it's going to be on your face. Um, if you're sitting in front of a window, the bigger the window, the more flattering that lighting is going to be on your face. So that's just something to think about um, when you do buy a light. It's always nice to have a bigger light source. And when I say flattering, like this is how it translates. Like the bags under your eyes disappear. Your complexion looks so much smoother. Like any wrinkles or anything that you have, like literally like pretty much goes away. And it is, oh my goodness, my favorite, one of my favorite things to talk about because you can literally look better on video than in real life. And once you just nail down those simple foundations, you can do it. I actually have some tutorials um, on my YouTube channel that will walk you through how to let yourself. I'm subscribing immediately because <laughs> anything that will illuminate the wrinkles and the bags, particularly right now when I'm homeschooling my kids, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> That's incredible. I love that. So I'll have to definitely check those out. Um, one thing I battle, which I think is a very is a topic that is hard to find information on is I wear glasses. And so you always see the reflection in my glasses of a ring light. One, is there any way to change that that you know of? And if you don't know, I understand you're not a lighting expert. But does it matter? 
Like it bugs me, but does anyone notice? <laughs> so yeah. So one thing, so I would change it because you, um, you do want people to be able to see your actual eyes when you're talking, experiment with it, put the light more to the side of you. So it can still light you, but it's at the side of your face rather than right in front of you. And then that way you can actually get rid of a lot of reflection that way. The best thing is just experiment, put move that light um, to the side and just see like how far you have to put it to to make it look, you know, great still and not have a reflection. And you could even use, um, you know, one idea too is just put two lights on either side of you. And that way you'll kind of get that effect of a ring light too without the reflection. Brilliant. I'm also going to check out the soft boxes. I've actually been debating one of those. Um, and you pushed me over the edge. So thank you. Yeah, I love those. And I know a lot of people feel kind of intimidated or just like, oh, they're so big and stuff like that. But you can fold them down. Like it literally just takes like one minute to put it together and break it down. And then they fold up nicely in like a little case. And then you just stick it in your closet when you're done. Yeah. Or you can just leave it up. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. <laughs> to feel official. <laughs> Super cool when people come over and be like, just come into my lighting studio. I'm so important. You like light it. yourself. This is how I look in real life. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. I need someone to walk around just carrying a softbox behind me. That's so good. Now, I know you excited my producer when you started talking about audio because so many people ignore the audio. Um, he, he, he has yelled at me. Thank you, producer Don. He has yelled at me on a hundred <laughs> occasions to make sure that I have a really good mic. So for those of us who were intimidated or do not have a producer Don, what do you recommend? A lav mic? Do you an extra? Like how, how do you even begin to figure that out? Yeah, okay. So most of us, most people are filming um, on their phones. I would suggest a lav um, and you literally just plug it into your phone. You Pin the lav, the little microphone on your shirt. Just hide the cable under your shirt. Pin it at the top because you don't want the cable hanging or anything. Uh, that would just be a rookie mistake that you can easily avoid. <laughs> and really, like a budget-friendly microphone out there is the Boya BYM1. It's $20 on Amazon. And I literally, I'll keep that in my purse and it's just handy. Like if I'm going to do like a spontaneous live or like an Insta story, like I even, I even did a video at a super loud airport with this $20 microphone and you could hear me crystal clear. Wow. It was, yeah, it was awesome. Like it was kind of a test too for me. Like, okay, how good is this $20 microphone? And it passed the test. I was like, Oh, this is pretty good. So I would start there. Um, I actually bought the, it was one of the shotgun mics. It was like 70, I think it was like 70 bucks or so that you stick on your phone. And then, and by shotgun, I mean that it's, it's not attached to you. So it's a microphone that you put on your phone and I tested it out. And to be honest with you, I wasn't that impressed. Like you have to be pretty close to that microphone to really hear a difference. And that's why I just prefer that lav because um, it has like a 12 foot long cable. Even if you want to like be far away, you can. Or of course, if you're close, regardless, like it, it will still sound really good. And it works with a regular camera as well or with your computer. 
So it has those, like all of those options. That's kind of my go-to like starting out. That is awesome. That helps so much. And then the eye contact that you said, I, that is so good. So I, I feel like we're all always staring at ourselves. <laughs> and so it is a good reminder to kind of look at the camera versus how beautiful you look in that amazing light you've now just created. Any tips for someone who has a hard time not looking at themselves or just feels intimidated looking into a camera? The main thing is just practice. And the more you do it, the more you'll get used to it. When you're first starting out, the camera can feel like this scary monster or like this bad, super bad ex-boyfriend, like either way. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. Like, ah. <laughs> and so the main thing is pretend that that camera is your best friend, like your best cheerleader best friend, like the one who's just always encouraging you. And, and, and I know it's kind of like a mindset thing, but just pretend that that's that person you're talking with, or even that you're making this video for your best friends, because that way too, you'll show off who you really are. Like you'll show off your personality and your authenticity, your authenticity, and just like be yourself. And that's what really matters too, is just showing who you really are. Like if you have a quirky side, like show that off. If you're silly, show that off. If you have dry humor, put it out there on video and people will love it. Like truly be who you are. People are going to love it. And looking at that camera, that's just like you're looking at that person's eyes. And so you really want to have that connection. And that's really the whole goal of video is to boost your no like and trust factor and really connect with that viewer, with your target market, um, your ideal client. And so, yeah, just practice looking at that camera lens, um, even like on the phones nowadays, like there, are, you know, on like some phones are like three, four cameras. Or like on the selfie mode, there's even, uh, I think there's only one, maybe two, depends on what phone you have, I guess. Um, and just figure out like, okay, where exactly do I look and test it out. And then that way you'll just know from now on, like, okay, I look at the top camera lens or whatever, and then just go from there. I, I love the practice advice. It is so true. It's the same with podcasting. It's the same with any time you're sort of entering into a new medium. Like I said, video was never something that I, I fought against it for so long. And now that I've practiced a lot more, it's become so much easier. It's still not perfect, <laughs> but it definitely gets easier. You can, you can hit record a lot faster and knock it out so much quicker than when I first started. I think I was just... I did a bunch of practices that I trashed, which I think is also important, or sent to one or two people that I trusted, like that best friend. Uh, it makes it so much easier. Practice is good advice. So now let's talk about the last, forming a plan. How do you even go about starting to form that plan? And, and how much should you script it before you start your video? You know, it really depends as far as scripting. It really depends on on what makes you comfortable. So you can totally write out your whole script or you could just do bullet point like outline style. And um, and I think too what you'll see is a lot of times when people first start out, they want to script it, script everything out. Um, but then they get more comfortable and more um, you know, just 
used to the whole video thing. And so then they get to a point where I think they can just outline it out and talk kind of off the cuff, um, forming their points and stuff. So do whatever makes you feel comfortable is what I suggest. But going back to the strategy, the main, so basically you want to answer a few questions. And that is like one, what do you want to accomplish with this video? Um, What action do you want your viewer to take after they watch this video? What do you want your viewer to feel when they watch this video? Which is a big one because that goes along with a whole connection. And, you know, a lot of times like our business plan and we have like our brand all kind of uh, mapped out and everything. We have a lot of these questions answered already. We just want to review them like, okay, what's the feeling of my brand? Do I, do I want to make people happy? Do I want to make them feel, you know, what emotions do I want them to feel? Um, and then reflect that in your video. And I love it too, because for pre-recorded videos, if you make a pre-recorded video, you can add music too. And that just adds so much emotion to your viewer. And so you can literally search like uplifting songs in this, you know, the royalty free music banks, happy songs, sad songs, like all of that stuff. And that's like one of my favorite little things to do to evoke emotion from my viewers to add music. And then some other questions too are, you know, forming your objectives. I think it's always a great idea too to 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 have a kind of some goals like, okay, how many, how many opt-ins, for example, do I want to try to get from this video um, in the first week that I launch it? Um, how many new subscribers or followers or whatever, that type of a thing. Yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell. There are some some other questions as well, but I would say those are the biggies. That's so helpful. So that sort of then piggybacks into the next topic that I definitely wanted to talk about is really using video to make money. Right now we're in the situation where that's kind of all we can do. (laughs) And so it is very timely. So what are some of those ways you think businesses can leverage video? So as far as like different types of videos that they can make or... Just, I mean, I guess it could be different types of videos they could make or even why, maybe the fundamental question of why would a business even use video? Let me, let me just share some crazy research statistics that kind of back this all up. So Aberdeen Research, for example, found that businesses that use video grow revenue 49% faster. Like that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And then... HubSpot found that 64% of customers say that seeing a video makes them more likely to buy. And think about it too, right? Like in our own selves, like after I see a video of something, I'm like, huh, you know, I I do like that. I think I do want to buy that. Um, Another thing too is Forbes magazine said the average user spends 88% more time on a website with video, which is a heck of a lot, like a long time. And the, the what's great about this is that when you, if someone stays on your website for a long time, that tells search engines, hey, that website must be pretty good. Let's rank them higher on the search results page. Yeah, there just there's just so many benefits. And then I what I love too, I say that video is like your twin selling for you at 24 seven. I'm actually am a twin. 
Are you really? <laughs> yeah, but she's a dentist, so I, you know, have <laughs> to make videos. <laughs> she's not helping you at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and the the reason here is because, like, that video is out there, like, especially, um, like on YouTube or your website, places where they're really like evergreen. Multivision Digital found that video has a lifespan of four years, which is awesome. So you make this video once. And it literally, like it literally lives on for four years. You're still going to get leads from that one video for years to come. Like I'm still getting leads from videos that I made a year and a half ago when I first launched my YouTube channel. It's just, I love how it is literally like you have a twin out there selling for you on demand. You've convinced us all. We're all going to create video. I actually created a YouTube channel like a couple weeks ago, which Ooh. maybe I, I'm very excited, but also I like sheepishly announced it. Like I've just entered the year 2000 and now I've created a YouTube channel, even though I run a law firm that specializes in social media, but we're going to pretend none of that's true. And we're just going to be like, yay, I created a YouTube channel. So what types of videos can businesses create? Of course, how-to videos are great. Um, videos where you can give your ideal clients quick wins. Because when you give them a quick win, they're going to be coming back for more. And then, of course, um, like for your website, I am such a huge fan of having video on your website. And so um, you can have a homepage video where you um, can personally greet your ideal client. And it's kind of like like our websites are kind of like the equivalent of a brick and mortar in the online world, right? So like if someone were to walk into your store, let's say you have a physical store, then of course you're going to greet them. You're going to tell them about whatever specials you have or ask them if they need any help, anything like that. On your homepage video, that's kind of what you're doing. You're greeting them and you're telling them how you can make their life better in a short and sweet way that'll just leave them wanting more. Your call to action on your homepage video should always lead to like your freebie, your core lead magnet, that type of a thing. Just invite them to enter your your journey and how you can help them. I like that. Now I've noticed I've heard you say call to action a number of times. I know what that is, but some people listening may not. So maybe you could just give a quick definition of what a call to action is and the best way to incorporate that into a video without feeling like somebody is a used car salesman. <laughs> Let's talk about a how-to video. Like one of my videos is what to wear on camera, which is actually really important. Like it's crazy how even just the color of the top you wear makes a huge difference. So I give them tips in that video. And then at the end of that video, I say, hey, if you want to learn how to film yourself professionally on a phone, then go ahead and click the link below. I'll, I show you how in that video training. Okay, I say it better than that. But, <laughs> but <it's, laughs> we're on a podcast. Kind of... We're not on video now. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically you just um, telling them like, hey, if they want some extra value and um, help in this area, then go ahead. I have it for you, you know, at the link below or blah, 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 that type of a thing. And then all they do is they just give them for like an opt in, they'll just give them your email address. And you can grow your email list through that type of call to action. Another type of call to action too is just, you know, hey, if you want to know all the details and how to 
do blah, 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 then you can grab my whatever like mini course or something like that for such and such price. It's not about being salesy. It's really just telling them how you can further make their life better. I like that. And when you frame it that way, I think it feels less intimidating. How about editing of videos? Do you edit your videos or do you just let them let them ride? I love to edit. I do. I mean, obviously you can't edit live videos, but I just pre-recorded videos can be so freaking powerful and editing is where the magic happens. Some things that you can do, for example, is, you know, like I said earlier, you can add music. Another thing is you can add B-roll, which is supplemental video footage. For example, if in my video, if I'm talking about how I was a documentary filmmaker that traveled the world, then I can show video or pictures of me, whatever, of me like in the past doing that. So it, it like shows what you're talking about rather than just a talking head, which we see a lot of. And I think it's a I think it's okay. But I do think that the more B roll you can add, the better. The more engaged people will be. Let's see here. I think graphics too always it's kind of like frosting on a cake is what I call it. So it's kind of like this. And actually, this is just coming to me, Jamie, (laughs) this idea. So, okay. So let's say you film a video and you're talking on that video. And so it's like a talking head is what we kind of call it in the video world. That's kind of like your cake with no frosting. And then when you're able to edit the video and you're able to add music, to add additional video clips, or pictures that show what you're talking about that I refer to as B-roll. If you're even able to add some graphics to spice it up, like all of those things are just frosting and decorations on the cake. Just like everyone loves a pretty frosted, cool looking cake. They also like that in video. I like that. That's good. I I just learned the power of the transition in iMovie. And it was like the most delightful thing ever. I'm teaching myself iMovie. Oh, awesome. Yay. That's that's where I started too. When I first started video, you got to start somewhere and it's pretty accessible. I know it's it's like, I'm not ready to jump into the next stage. But iMovie has been pretty easy to use to start. So yeah, and that's what I that's like, if People who have Mac, that's where I tell them to start is iMovie. It's powerful enough yet simple enough too. And it's it's an awesome, awesome resource. Yes, I'm very happy with it. So before we wrap up, you've given us so much incredible information. I'd be remiss if I did not ask you about Zoom. <laughs> we, you know, in previous lives, many of us did use Zoom um, in the online world, but now it seems like everybody is using Zoom. Do you have any good tips for maximizing Zoom? Do you think people should use those crazy virtual backgrounds? P.S. They drive me a little crazy. But um, yeah. Oh, and the other question I have for you, and I, it's so funny as a lawyer, I was taught not to have compound questions when you to answer, when you interview someone, but it just popped into my head. I'd love to hear your thoughts, not only on Zoom, but also on backgrounds when you are recording. And Zoom like made me think of it. You can answer in any order you want to. <laughs> Thankfully, this is not a deposition, so I can ask the questions however I want. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, let me hit the background question first. So when it comes to video, your main goal is to have your viewer feel like they're right there with you. And that's really going to boost your know, like, and trust factor faster. 
you know, you want your background to feel like you are in the space. Like, just think about your job. Like, what would that space look like? Um, Maybe like you're in your home office or maybe you're in your normal office, whatever. Then be in that space, but just declutter the background. So obviously, we don't want messes. Like I'll literally, when I first did my YouTube videos, I would literally like clear out half the stuff on my shelves just so that it wouldn't look messy and and um, I would be the center of attention. Because when you're on a video, you want to be the center of attention. That's kind of a quick answer in a nutshell. Like you want to have a personable space in that background. I think a lot of times, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this actually. A lot of us will, like what I'll see is people will take their laptop, for example, if it's Zoom, and they'll place themselves right smack up against a bare wall. But then it kind of, it kind of looks at like you're in a jail cell. And it looks really sterile. And so instead, choose a space, even if it's like your living room and you're on one side of the living room and you could see like the couch and stuff behind you, like something like that looks so much more personable and inviting rather than just a blank wall, right, that you're leaning up against or something. I would say that kind of answers the Zoom question too. And it's crazy as well. You can, with a simple like, twist of your laptop, you can make or break that personal feeling. For example, and this is what I have in um, my video experience blueprint course is like you can sit in one area and not even move where you're at. And it can look completely like just kind of blah and plain. But then if you twist that computer camera just a couple inches, like turn it, just kind of angle it differently, then all of a sudden, oh, that pretty picture on the wall shows up. And oh, the shutters on the window show up and you're right in between the two. And and it's like, oh, wow, it looks like such a nice and inviting space. Like the viewer, the person will be drawn in a lot more into what you're presenting. My apartment is not set up for video and I actually have an office where I'm supposed to do video, but I can't go there anymore for obvious reasons. And so I've experimented with every wall of my apartment, none of which have worked. But it's just so it's so true, the different feeling based on where you're sitting. (laughs) It's been interesting. Plus with like hardwood floors or, you know, it's there's so much to think about that I think about it. But then I also am trying not to make it stop me from filming because I'm not in the most ideal space. So it's hard to balance the two. And hardwood floors, like an external microphone will help a lot too with that as well. But yeah, and then and then once you find that space, Jamie, just make that your space for videos and, and make it easy. So you, you don't have to think about new thing about having to do something new all the time. So yeah, find that one favorite spot you have in your house and just use it until you're ready to find a new spot or something. Um, I even had a friend who took and she's like crafty. I'm not I'm not crafty. Like I'm creative, but I need like a computer. <laughs> Like, yeah, but what I love is like for these for like my friend who is crafty and for everyone else out there, what she did is she literally put blue wrapping paper, taped it on her wall, and she incorporated like a window in that background. And she put like a couple plants on that little windowsill thing. And she put then like a couple pictures over the blue wrapping paper. And it looked it looks so good because she so just jealous. created, I know she created this little space and that's like her go-to. So she's a speech pathologist and like she goes, you know, that's her space now when she meets with her, <laughs> with her 
patients or clients, whatever you call them. If anybody's listening and wants to create something like that for me, I will accept it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, this is so cool. So um, that's just another idea too. And then as far as virtual backgrounds, I would say if you are desperate, go ahead and use that virtual backgrounds. Like if you have laundry behind you, like by all <laughs> means, use that virtual background. <laughs> And, um, but if not, like if you're able to, it's always, it's always more personable, more inviting to actually, you know, show where you really are just kind of make it inviting and clean and stuff like that. And sometimes they don't work and people disappear, but into them. Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) Which is very funny. (laughs) It's funny to watch my kids do zoom with their classes right now. And the ones that have like the children that have created their virtual backgrounds because they're way smarter than we are. And they've all like half of them you can't see. It's like a green screen. It's it's really funny. So <laughs> I prefer I prefer to stick with the, the regular background no matter how much I'm struggling in my apartment to find a good place to video. Thank you so much. You have provided such a wealth of knowledge. It is so needed right now. I'm so appreciative of your time. I would love it if you tell everyone where they can find you. You can... Go to lucrativevideos.com slash training. And that's where I have that free training on how to film yourself like a pro on your phone. And then I'm on YouTube and Instagram. And it's just my first and last name, Patricia Kalakani. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I really appreciate it. It was so good to be here. Okay, that was great. I need the video tips. So I really appreciate it. I actually I did video for a while, most of last year, actually. And then I and then I paused. But this is a great reminder of little tweaks and things I can do and kind of get back into the game. Come back to video, Mary. We need you. Yeah, well, maybe if I have someone somewhere to record besides my dungeon, you can go to my office once it's all (laughs) full. Once the rug comes you can just go to my office. We'll pass the key off in contactless. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so great if you idea. If you need to record, you're welcome to use it. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You're trying to give me no excuse. Yeah, exactly. I know. Sounds like you've been talking to Don. I know. Yeah, don't listen to him. He just bugs you about stuff. Just kidding. Thanks, Don. We should have a Thanks, YouTube Don. follow thread in the group. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. That would be great. Everybody drop your YouTube channels or places that you create video. Um, and we would love to do a follow. So if you are not in our group, you can find us at the Fearless Business Podcast HQ in Facebook or fearlessbusinesspodcast.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts. We love reviews. So leave us a review if you have some time. The more stars, the better, but we're not telling you what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Make it honest, please. Yeah. Okay. And until next week, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too. Please visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag legal.com. And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit thetransitionscollective.com. Thanks so much and we'll see you next time.
This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.